All right, all right. I've heard enough. I made up my mind. What's his name? Miyagi and that punk kid. I'm going to get them for what they did to you. They made you suffer. So I'm going to make them suffer and suffer and suffer. And when I think they've suffered enough, then I start with the pain. Look, Terry, you don't have to do that. Don't have to. I want to. It's not over. We're Cobra Kai. Come on, say it. Cobra Kai. Say it. Cobra Kai. Never dies. Bet your ass. Welcome back, everybody. It is season two of, y'all know it, Never Dies, you guys. It is season two, episode one tonight, and I am your host, Karate Kip. Y'all know it, and I got my co-host, Cobra Cole here. Welcome back. We are ready to talk about some Cobra Kai. Yep, welcome back, Cole. How are you doing tonight? Pretty good. How about yourself? Dude, I am jazzed up, ready to talk about this. This is amazing, y'all. We made it to season two. How cool is that, y'all? Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Cole, are you ready to talk about some Cobra Kai tonight? Oh, yeah, man. We left on a little bit of a cliffhanger last time. So, yeah, definitely ready to uh, to see what happens now. Totally, totally a huge cliffhanger back from the dead cliffhanger and that is right we're about to talk about all that stuff and more so let's get into it you guys it is 2023 and it's never been a better time to get involved with this because y'all we just released season one of never dies you guys want to let you guys know that is some Cobra business, you guys. Let's talk about it. That is some Cobra business. We released season one of Never Dies. And y'all, if you want to give us a rating, give us a like, totally cool. And don't forget, the email is neverdiespodcast at gmail.com. And with all of that out of the way, Cole, I wanted to take a quick moment and just look from this Top of the mountain that we are at season two. We made it all the way. And I got to stop real quick and just do a little bit of a listener appreciation. Oh, yeah. Yes, totally. You guys, I want to let you all know this is my first podcast ever. And I think, Cole, this is your first podcast ever, too. Am I right? Yeah, yeah it is. And yes, if you listen to us to geek out and talk about Cobra Kai all the way to season two. I just want to say thank you for being with us, man. That is amazing, right, Cole? Yes. Yes. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, listeners. And with that being said, I wanted to make a promise and tell you guys that I'm going to try super hard to make this a good show for you. So if you've made it this far, thank you, and then it will be awesome. So Cole, I'd also like to take a moment and do a Cole appreciation. I want to say thank you for your time, my man. I'm having a great time, and I hope you're having a great time, too. Yeah, man, of course. Yeah, thank you also. Of course, of course, man. I'm, I'm having a blast. And yes, I do have that Cobra Kai shirt on that you gave me, and that just makes me extra jazzed up. You know what else jazzes me up, you guys? Two cups of coffee tonight to match Season two. 
And with that being said, we got a new thing tonight. It's a new segment, Cole. Okay. You know, new season, new segments here, you guys. That was the Cobra business. But let's move into some Cobra corrections. That's Cobra right. corrections. Cobra corrections, you guys. Because I made a little bit of a slip up in the last episode. Cole, did you <laughs> figure out what my little slip up was of the last episode? I don't know if I remember what you... No, I don't remember. That's what I all right. Yeah. Because, because the Cobra Kai teachings are so good and they will get you that i actually called the last episode no mercy because i was so wrapped up oh, in the no, cobra kai stuff and it was mercy right it was just called mercy yeah so that just goes to show you that even somebody as smart as cole and me can be slipped up by the cobra kai teachings and I just couldn't believe well, it. So I mean, there's yeah. no there's no mercy in this dojo, man. I mean, <laughs> there is no mercy so, in this dojo. So I mean, that's that's why we messed up. We're so we're so ingrained in that, you know. So it's understandable. It is understandable. So that is some Cobra corrections for you guys because we want to get it straight. And that's interesting because this one is also called Mercy Part Two, but we will get to that in just one second. The Mercy Strikes Back? <laughs> mercy Strikes Back. Yes. <laughs> mercy Returns. The Quest for More Mercy? Quest for More Mercy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you got me laughing already, man. <laughs> so, yeah, let's get into it because we got to do that recap, cap, 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 cap. Y'all know what it is. We got to do a little bit of a recap because, man, what a crazy episode the last one was, Cole. Do you remember what happened? Well, yeah, I remember, I remember Kreese showing up at the end. Oh, that was insane. Back from the dead. Yeah. Totally crazy, y'all. We had the All-Valley Tournament, of course, and you guys watched all that cool karate action. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. And Johnny had given the Cobra Kai kids the No Mercy teaching. And it kind of got a little bit out of hand, if you right. remember. Mm -hmm. A lot out of hand. And, you know, Cobra Kai did end up winning the tournament with Miguel. But, you know, like I said, I think he yeah. won it in a dirty fashion. And he I don't did think he did fight a little dirty. Yeah. Yep. And I don't, to be honest, I don't think he deserved it. So we can talk about all that stuff. Afterwards, the Miyagi Do was reopened by Daniel and Robbie. And they're looking for some more students. That's going to balance things out in the Valley. And yes, just like you said, Kreese came back from out of the shadows because he knows that Cobra Kai is back on top. So what a crazy episode that was. Also, y'all don't forget, Miguel, Sam broke up. It's a thing. The teen drama. We're all about it. So you guys. <laughs> but that was the last episode called Mercy. And this episode is called Mercy. Part two. <laughs> the Vengeance. The Vengeance. Mercy returns with a vengeance. Mercy with a vengeance. That's right. So, yeah, why do you think they titled this episode Mercy again, Cole, to start things off in season two? Well, it's a, a continuation, direct continuation of the last episode of season one. And 
you know, we'll get into it. I think uh, Johnny is learning maybe mercy's not always a bad thing. Yes, that's that's the crutch of it all. Is yes, he is going to to grow mercy within Cobra Kai and show them that there is an evolution going on with Johnny. Yes, and because he saw it, he was not happy with the way things went down in the All Valley. And yes, that's the title of this episode, you guys. So, Cole, are you ready to get into season two, my man? Oh yeah, I am too, because it was an excellent. Excellent episode. So let's do it. Opening scene is right where we left off in the Cobra Kai dojo. And what do you think about that reunion, Cole? Well, it's uh, it surprised me. I wouldn't I wasn't expecting to see uh, John Kreese show up in this in this show, but I'm glad he did because you know it makes it makes it good. But yeah, I think uh, I think everyone Johnny was surprised. That's for sure to see him. Oh man, he came straight from out out of the shadows. He was supposed to be dead, but Martin Cove plays him, and you know I didn't know if he was alive or dead either. So when he walked out of the shadows the first time I was watching the show, it was kind of like him walking out of the dead, and he still looks badass. And yes, he's confronting Johnny, and he said his speech about how Cobra Kai was back on top and the real story had just begun, and that is where we left it. Yeah. So it continues on with Johnny. And yeah, he said the, the exact thing. I thought you were dead. And McCree's answered, you weren't the only one, kid. And he, uh, he put his hand out, you know. But Johnny slapped it away, if you noticed. Yeah. It's good to see you. <laughs> Still got that hot temper, huh? But I like that. I like that. Does that sound familiar, Cole? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm can't place it. Hey, that's all right. It's 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 just a quick one, but it's a reference to Karate Kid One. Kreese was in his dojo in the old Cobra Kai dojo. Whenever Miyagi came oh, in, like he said, yeah, speaking, he, he said that to Daniel, right? Yeah, well, yeah, he, yeah. Said, he, he said, "You're a feisty old man. I like that. Okay, I like okay, that. Okay. Ask one more small request. Make it fast." Ask leave boy alone to train. You're a pushy little bastard, ain't you? But I like that. I like that. To Miyagi. Yeah, to Miyagi. That's so cool. And there's a ton of these callbacks, you guys. So Chris told him, well, that's why your boy is the champion. You trained him well, just like I trained you. And then Johnny just went to straight punch him. He started to fight him. Yeah. Why do you think he just went for the punch there? Well, I think because the last time Johnny saw Kreese, Kreese nearly choked him to death. So he's probably still probably still harboring some anger there. Oh my gosh, for years and years. And he broke his trophy, and he was also taught to strike first. So he, yeah, just, went, yep. he just went for the punch. That's what he does yep. sometimes. Strike first. He did it. But Kreese blocked it, and he tossed Johnny to the mat. He, he laughed, and he said, you know, I taught you everything you know. <laughs> this is so <laughs> cool. This is like some Star Wars Jedi Sith stuff going right? on here. The master and the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Johnny said, not everything, and he, he kicked Kreese from the floor, causing his lit cigar to fly into the trash can. Of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Of course. <laughs> but you guys, we get our first fight scene right off the bat. Season two starts off with a fight scene, so y'all know how we do it. All right, folks, get ready. It's karate time. Johnny got up and he went to punch Crease, but he dodged and sent Johnny into the trophy wall. And they traded combos as the cigar caught flame in the trash can. And Crease can still fight. Did you see that? Yeah, he's old. He can still fight. He's old and he can hit hard. He hit Johnny with a front kick to the face all the way up. So he's still limber enough to do that. And it spun Johnny around. And then Crease kicked him in the back. And that sent him straight into the mirror wall, breaking that, man. Yeah. Yeah, he broke that. That was crazy. So this is important, though. Crease said, hey, I don't want to fight. I just want to talk. Johnny responded, yeah, what about how you taught me to fight dirty? How you broke my second place trophy? How you tried to kill me? And man, he, yeah, that goes back so far. Yeah, I see, all the way at Karate Kid 2. Yeah, he didn't forget about that. How can you? I mean, he's probably, you know, he was, a, he was young. He was like, what, maybe 18 or younger when that happened? So it probably traumatized him a bit, you know? Totally. I think so, too, especially if coming from your father figure. Yeah. Crease responded to that, though. He said, I never tried to kill you. So that's debatable. You know, he was putting him in the choke, you know, choke hold and everything. Do you think he tried to kill him? I mean, I remember uh, Johnny's friends, like, being very concerned about it. One of them yelled, yeah. One of them said, you're trying to kill him. I think they actually said that. Yeah, they did say that. Yeah. So... I mean, I think I think Kreese was. He Kreese just like lost his lost his mind for a second there. He definitely lost his temper. It's debatable. I I can't say hundred percent. You know, Mr. Mike. That's when right about when Mr. Miyagi came in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's a big thing. Johnny's been harboring those questions for such a long time. Johnny lunged at him though from the ground, and they both rolled around on the floor. And then Johnny got Kreese in a chokehold. It was the same chokehold from Karate Kid 2, but reversed. Yep. And he saw his reflection in the broken mirror. That was such such good editing. Yeah. And we got some flashbacks from Karate Kid 2 of that happening. Just the, the reversal there. But Johnny showed mercy. Just like the title of the episode here. And he let Kreese out. But Kreese said, showing mercy to an old man. That's very honorable and stupid. And he swept the leg on Johnny. Yeah, Johnny should have known better. Uh-huh. And they both ended up on the floor. And that fire has been burning the whole time. Trip the water sprinklers. We got the Cobra Kai title screen in red as the water poured down. This is going to be a crazy season, Cole, if it starts <laughs> off like that, <laughs> right? Just laying, they're both just laying there on the mat. Mm-hmm. And it was the Cobra Kai title screen in red. And it's always good when it's red. Always a good episode. And what did you think about that opening, Cole? Well, it's so that's a pretty strong opening there, man. That uh, already jumping into some action, like right at the very beginning. I like that. So so cool. Yeah, I love that as well. It just picked up right where it ended, and we're going to continue this story. That's why it's Mercy Part Two. Yeah, yeah. As far as like the as far as that goes, like there's like zero time has passed since the last episode. It's like immediately, immediately following whatever you know happened in, in the last episode of uh, season one. So that was pretty cool too. It just snapped right into it. It did because we're going to see the aftermath of the All Valley. 
In the next scene, though, you guys, we are at the, I love to say this now, the Miyagi-Do Dojo. They opened it a little bit in the last time. They were there. And Daniel and Robbie, they were taking their wrap off the old cars out front. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you think about that scene, Cole? About that was that? awesome. We saw the old uh, yellow convertible that, uh, that, that Mr. Miyagi gave to Daniel. And I think, uh, if I'm correct, I think maybe you mentioned this before, that was the the same car that was used in the movie, correct? It is the exact same car. Ralph Macchio had it in storage. Yep, they brought it out, fixed it all up. That is definitely the the banana boat from back then. So, so Ralph Macchio owns that car personally. He owned it. That's awesome. Yep, he owned it, and he loved it. You know, his character loves it too. Says it was the best birthday present ever. And yeah, how do you feel about that that car, seeing it again? It's awesome, but I personally would like to have that black Cadillac instead, man, that was there. That's the one I would have picked, too, as a kid, I remember thinking. A Cadillac's way cooler, I think. <laughs> Robbie looked at the car and he said, something tells me there's a can of wax in my future. But Daniel said, don't worry, we got plenty of time for that. And, and we got our first montage of season two. You know, I love the montages, you guys. And the song that happens during this scene is called Miyagi-Do Fix-Up. Okay. And you guys, it is my ringtone for this season. <laughs> Again, I switched it up. That is my ringtone. If you guys ever call me, you're going to hear the Miyagi-Do Fix-Up because I love it. And a bit of a like 80s like retro kind of sound to it. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. So, yes, I agree with you. Here's the breakdown. The first scene is of Robbie putting a fresh coat of green paint on the dojo. Isn't that so cool? Oh, yeah. Side to side, like Miyagi told Daniel back in the day when he was training him. Side to side. Paint the house side to side. Yep. Mm -hmm. They're really doing honor to the original Karate Kid here. So the music's playing, and Daniel walked up behind Robbie, and as he did so, he flipped the paintbrush in his hand, and he caught it. Did you see that? Yeah. He did a little flip. That's just like in Karate Kid 1. He did that in Karate Kid 1. He did a little flip with the, <laughs> uh, and it's a, it's a callback to totally. A little flip there. You know, it's a tiny callback, but that's what we're here for, folks. Right, right. That's what we're here for, to get them all. So, yeah, and they replaced the old punching bag. It was like so dusty. Did you see that when yeah. they dropped it? And we got a scene of them fixing up the fence. And Daniel was showing Robbie the one-hit nail trick that he learned from Miyagi in Karate Kid 1. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, yeah, I always liked that. Even that move as a kid, I, I thought that was awesome. It is so cool. Robbie was sanding the deck as Daniel was bringing in a bag of Miyagi-Do relics and stuff. So they're bringing all that in. And while passing him, Daniel told Robbie, big circles. He said to remember to breathe in and breathe out. It's just like Miyagi told Daniel, yep. man. It's so cool. And I'm in heaven right now. I was just loving it. Yeah, it's cool to see uh, to see Daniel carrying the torch for Mr. Miyagi. You know, it's, it's awesome. I love it. Total fan service. 
and they took the covers off the other cars, and even Miyagi's truck was there, if you noticed. Yep. The old flatbed truck. Mm-hmm. We had a scene of Daniel and Robbie painting the fence up, down, like Miyagi taught Daniel. All that stuff, you guys. And when sanding the deck, Robbie's shoulder got tired, so he took off that sling. He's starting to heal a little bit, too. That's good. That was from the tournament. We got to see Robbie putting the finishing touches on waxing the cars, and Daniel's helping him. They were all clean now. And there was a wooden, that circular wooden panel on the pond, Cole. That was pretty cool with the bonsais on each end. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, what did Daniel say about balance there? He said uh, it has to be perfectly balanced. That's right. Yeah, they were adjusting the bonsais to where that floating wooden panel would just, yeah, maintain balance there. That's pretty, yeah, it, definitely a metaphor for Daniel's style of karate. Yes, that is a new thing, a new addition to the dojo. And we got a scene that evening of when they were done, and we got to see Daniel and Robbie. They were like opening that back door, and Daniel put the towel on his shoulder. Okay, and that's that's exactly how he did it in Karate Kid One when he got done. He put the towel on his shoulder. I love that. And the camera panned over, and there it is. Miyagi Do Dojo is back with the backyard. It looks perfect, right, Cole? Man, yeah, I've, I, even as a kid, I always thought that Mr. Miyagi's backyard was like the coolest backyard I've ever seen. It was so cool. And I'm going to tell you guys the truth. If I ever have enough money, I'm going to totally make my backyard look like that. I mean, if I had the money, I would make put that. A, put dude. a koi pond and everything. Yeah. Everything, exactly. So and it, it's a real thing, Cole. Like, So they do a lot of their – they rebuilt the whole thing, and it's out in Georgia where they do the shooting. In Georgia? It's in Georgia, yeah. They do a lot of okay. the shooting in Georgia. And I'm going to tell you the truth, man. we got to make a little road trip out there one day. Yeah. Me and you. Never been to Georgia. One day, Cole. I think the Cobra Kai Mini Mart is there as well. I, I, I assumed all that stuff was out in California. Yeah, some of it is like the golf and stuff, but they do a lot of their shooting in Georgia from what the research I've found. What would you think about that? What would you think about that montage? Loved it, man. It's just a... A call back to the first movie once again with Daniel doing his training with Mr. Miyagi. And it's just cool to see, like we were talking about earlier with Crease uh, and Johnny, Master showing the apprentice, and then, you know, the apprentice became the master. That's exactly what's going on here. And it's cool to see that it's cool to see Daniel in the master role now, teaching a new apprentice. Oh, yes. I was eating it up. All the callbacks, the music. I was in nostalgia heaven, you guys. So. It was fantastic montage. Oh yeah, all the classic uh, training uh, ch- chores, <laughs> the paint the house, you know, paint the fence up and down, sand the, sand the uh, floor, you know, circles, wax the wax on, wax off. Seeing all that was great. So great, I totally agree with you. At the next scene, though, you guys, we are at the Larusso household. And Daniel was walking into the kitchen. He was coming back from fixing the dojo. Amanda was making dinner, and Anthony was at the table playing video games, as he does. She welcomed him back, and Daniel kissed Anthony on the head, and he asked where Sam was. I just like how he's affectionate with his kids, you know? Yeah. So he asked where Sam was, but Amanda said that Sam was still in her room. She's torn up about that breakup with Miguel. It's always tough when you're young and in love. 
Daniel responded though. He said, "You mean Mister Cheap Shot?" <laughs> Oof. So Amanda gave him a look, but Daniel told her, "What am I? What am I supposed to do? Be upset that my daughter broke up with Cobra Kai's top bully?" Yeah, he's happy about it for sure. Yeah, of course. And Anthony chimed in. He's like, "I'm with Dad on this one." So he's he's always getting involved with people's arguments <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, so how do you feel about Sam and Miguel breaking up, Cole? Uh, you know, I think it's uh, just, like, like like most of the show, it's a series of misunderstandings, you know, just wrong place, wrong time. And, uh, you know, Miguel made some mistakes, but I think ultimately they, they probably, if things had gone the right way, they could have stayed together, you know? But uh, I have to say that Miguel has... He's leaned into the Cobra Kai teachings too much, and she doesn't like what he's become. You know, true. And he's in, and I think the breakups only making him go go further in that way. You know, I agree with you there yeah. again. So, but I think Sam made the right choice. It's tough. So Daniel took that opportunity to try and get Anthony to start training with them and Robbie. Right? He's he's looking for more students. Yeah. But he's uh, going to some camp or something. Anthony responded, well, is it all chores or is there any actual karate? And Daniel said, the chores are part of it. He started to explain why, but Anthony cut him off saying, I'll just stick with camp. (laughs) So Amanda laughed and she started to caution Daniel about taking on too much. Need to balance that. He, He responded that balance is his thing. But do you think balance is his thing? Can he balance all this stuff? Well, you know, Daniel has a tendency to be hot-headed. So a lot of the time he does go too far and then realizes, oh, wait a minute, I need to take a step back. So I think maybe right, right now you know, he may be, he may be too, going too far. I don't know. He, 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 uh, I think he, didn't he say he wants to – I think he said he, he wanted to start uh, Miyagi-Do back to, to, to kind of keep Cobra Kai away get back at them yeah that's exactly right because daniel goes into his reasoning of why he wants to reopen miyagi Do. he says he doesn't want sam and anthony to go to a school with a bunch of kids who think they can cheat and get away with it can't let the bullies win someone has to do something and what do you feel about his reasoning there Uh, i think it's i think he's just a concerned father you know Mm-hmm. That's what it seems like. At first, I was like, oh, why is a grown man worrying about a bunch of kids? But that's why. I mean, I get it. His, his kids uh, go to school. And he don't want them get, getting hurt by some bunch of boys. So I guess in his mind, he thinks the best way to do that is to, to uh, fight back with his, with his version of karate. And it happened to him, too. So he doesn't it want it to happen, happen to, to them. Yep. Yes, exactly. Amanda responded, why does it have to be you, though? And that's exactly right. He said... He knows how to beat Cobra Kai. He did it 30 years ago, and he can do it again. But, you know, Amanda just kind of, like, sighed. (laughs) She knows. She knows what's coming. She always knows what's coming. And what did you think about that scene, Cole? Um, I liked it. You know, Amanda's always the one there to kind of help Daniel maintain his balance and be the voice of reason. There she was again doing just that. And Anthony cracks me up too, man. Uh, you know, I love how Daniel was always trying to, to to get him 
involved in something, but the kid's just definitely lazy and wants to play video games. It's funny. <laughs> That's a, yeah, I like Anthony too, but if she tried to she tried to reason with him, tried to tell him some stuff, but he's just gonna go ahead and reopen Miyagi Do and Oh, uh, there's no stopping Daniel when he's he's when he wants to do something. <laughs> he is hard headed. That's right, you guys. So at the next scene, y'all, we are at Johnny's apartment and he's watching some TV while having a course, you know, as he does. He's icing his hand from his uh, reunion with Kreese. He, but he got a knock at the door. Johnny looked ready to fight, potentially, as he got up to check the door. And why do you think he was so apprehensive when that happened? Well, he was nervous. He probably thought maybe Kreese, you know, try to, find him, try to find him at his house or something, you know, tag him there. I agree with you. That's, that's how crazy Kreese is. You know, Johnny knows. So he was concerned, but it was just Carmen at the door. Carmen, of course, with a big smile and a cake for Johnny for winning the tournament with Miguel. Because they're neighbors. So Johnny invited her in, and they were sharing some of that Trace Leches cake that she made. And by the way, that is my favorite cake of all time, you guys. It's yeah, it's good. Oh, my gosh, yes. What is, what is your favorite cake, Cole? Oh, man, I don't know. I like all cakes. That's a good all, answer. All, all cakes are beautiful. <laughs> oh, man. I got to tell you all a quick story about Trace Leches. I was a bartender one time at the convention center because make, they make a lot of food there. And I was, I was leaving, and some people said, hey, come to the back real quick. There's some Trace Leches cake. They're throwing it away. And I went back there, and there was like four or five tables full of tres leches and they're like oh, they yeah, said man. they said have as much as you want it's going to be gone in five minutes and so that i just ate so much <laughs> i got a huge stomach ache but that was my first time trying tres leches pretty funny the three milks yeah she said it's the three milks johnny responded well that's better than the milk he used to drink and i bet he did not keep fresh milk on hand <laughs> all his food was out of date remember mm -hmm. yeah so they got to talking though and carmen started telling johnny about how when miguel moved here he was having a tough time but now there's like an arena full of people cheering him on so she likes that but then she said that there's some moments that she didn't like okay we had a concerned father earlier now we have a concerned mother and she said there was a look on his face and we got some scenes from Miguel and Robbie's fight where, like, Miguel was really channeling anger, if you remember. Yeah, he was going rage mode there. Totally rage mode. And Johnny responded, though. He said, don't worry. Miguel is a good kid, and you won't let him go astray. But is Carmen right to be worried about her son? You know, she doesn't like violence because of her past and everything. So do you think she's right to be asking these questions? Yeah, I think she's concerned about uh, where Miguel is going with the, the no mercy thing, probably. You know, she can see that maybe he's going a little too far with it. Yeah, she doesn't like that violence. It's in her past, so she is concerned. And I love how she just brought over the cake. It's a celebration, but yes, she, she has a, something to say there. At that moment, though, y'all, the phone rang. And speaking of the devil, it was Crease on the phone. He's, and he told him an, an address. 
to meet him there in the morning, man. What a shady call. He said at Smitty's <laughs> Diner at 8 a.m. Pretty early. I don't want to talk. What do you think about that scene, Cole? Seems like something Chris would do. You know, just <laughs> maybe this place this time. Click. Click, all right. Pretty cool stuff. Let's see what happens. In the next scene, we are in Sam's bedroom. And she's sitting on the bed. She's scrolling through the social media. She's looking at Miguel. Their breakup has happened. And we, we have that teen drama song going on. And I, that's kind of like a variation. I, it's like a variation of their theme. I found that it's like a, but it's like a sad variation, you know? So pretty great music in the episodes in this show. She seems sad, but she saw that Aisha was broadcasting something. <laughs> so she clicked on it and she saw that Cobra Kai was having some victory nachos. But she shook her head and turned off the phone. She doesn't want to be a part of that stuff. Victory nachos sound pretty good, right, Cole? Yeah, I was laughing at what, uh, what Aisha was saying. Uh, mentioned like, it's like, yeah, we're trying to get drinks with Haw Hawk's fake ID. And he's all like, hey, keep, <laughs> don't mention that. My parents follow you on here. That cracked me up. He totally like turned back into Eli. Yeah. And she's like, no mercy, bitches. <laughs> no mercy, bitches. Hey, I like that. I'm going to end all my conversations with that from now on. <laughs> So, but I do like how Jacob Bertrand, he's the one that plays Eli. He does a he does a really good job switching back and forth between Eli and Hawk. Yeah, you can tell right. he, he didn't want to get in trouble with it from his parents. <laughs> and then she's and she's like, Oh, sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Moskowitz. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So did you did you see what restaurant they were at? Looked like a, you know, chilies or maybe Applebee's. It was an Applebee's. <laughs> The sign in the back is an Applebee's, so guys, we are getting closer to perhaps finding out what happened at the Applebee's with Johnny, right? That's the only reason we're here. That's so funny. So yes, they are there. They're hanging out. I wonder if Johnny told them about Applebee's and they went there. Maybe he did. That's where Sensei likes to go. Right. So did you notice that Aisha had a Cobra Kai sticker on her phone? Yeah. So cool, right? Dimitri was there as well, and he said, it's great to be at a victory party. But Hawk said, yeah, you had nothing to do with the victory. True. Dimitri followed it with, well, it's, it's a makeup for when we won the coding competition at camp. And he started doing the Dimitri and Eli binary brothers. <laughs> doing like a robot dance. Yeah, yeah. So, but, so that's where it comes from, folks. And Cole, yes, you are my binary brother. I'm the zero. <laughs> no way. No, together, but together, we, no, it's all good. We, it's all good. So, <laughs> Moon and Aisha, they're laughing about it. It's funny. But Hawk said, hey, cool it with the nerd stuff. And there's, there could be some conflict there in their friendship, you know, and I hope not because they were like, they, you know, they were friends before, before even Miguel was there. Moon asked where Miguel where Miguel was, and they looked over at the table. Miguel was sitting by himself. And here we go with the teen drama song again. 
He was by himself because he wanted to talk to Sam, but she had blocked him. Yeah, he's sad. Yeah, I think we missed that earlier. She blocked him. Which is a big move. And do you think she blocked him so he wouldn't talk to her or because she wouldn't talk to him? You know, that's a tough one. Probably because she did. Well, when before she bought him, she was scrolling through the pictures of them together. Yeah, I think I think it was you know it was painful to her, so she didn't want to see it anymore, and she she probably decided to block him, so she so she wouldn't be tempted to look at it. Yeah, and you know what? I think you're right there. So he was looking pretty depressed because of that, and Aisha came came over with Hawk. Miguel said she blocked me. You know, he's so sad about it. The teen drama. Hawk responded with, well, what do you do when you get blocked? You counterpunch. Just don't actually hit her this time. <laughs> oh Jeez. Come on, yeah, Hawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he said, well, Susan, he said, Hawk's punk. Hawk's punk. He said, all I'm saying is don't give up. What is it? Um, never, n- n- no defeat in this dojo, right? Yeah, there's, yeah, there's no, no defeat. But Miguel there, thought it was over. There are no losers in this dojo. There's no loser. Yeah. But Miguel does say that he thinks it's over. And Aisha comfort him saying, she'll come around. Hopefully she will. Hawkliffe saying, it doesn't matter. You can get any girl in the valley now. Because he's, he's the champ. Yep, he's the champ. But you can tell he still wants to talk to Sam. And young hearts beat fast. Am I right, Cole? <laughs> Yeah, rubber, plastic, metal, glass. <laughs> the heart wants what the heart wants, and young hearts beat fast. So, what do you think about all of that? The Applebee's scene. You know, uh, I thought it, it cracked me up. You know, kids, just high school kids being high school kids. Funny, funny that once again they were trying to get drinks with Hawk's fake ID. <laughs> Settle for some nachos instead. Uh, Dimitri's cracking me up with the binary brothers thing, mm-hmm. and then you know Miguel's feeling typical teenage heart heartache. You know, I think we've all been through that probably. So relate to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, enjoyed that scene. It's funny. It was funny. I, I wonder if it's that same ID that Walter Hawkman. It's the same one. <laughs> Walter Hawkman. <laughs> So, yes, at the next scene, we are at that diner. And did you catch the name of it? What was the name of that diner? Oh, I didn't see the name. Oh, you said oh, it earlier. Smitty's. It was Smitty's, right? Smitty's. 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 Yeah. So we're at Smitty's Diner. Thank you, Cole. And the waitresses are wearing 50s skirts, and there was even a real jukebox playing old songs, man. What a cool place. I'd get a burger there. And the song being played was Unchained Melody from the Righteous Brothers. I love that song. Early sixties, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that was, that came out around your time, right? That was around your your era, right? The sixties. Oh yeah, you're because you're older than me. You're just a few. Yeah, you're, yeah two years, <laughs> two years older. 
Uh, I'm just I'm just playing with you. <laughs> so yeah, Johnny was w- walking in and he saw Chris and he hailed him from that booth, right? And this is a big conversation, you guys. This is a big conversation, a long time coming. Johnny sat down and the waitress came over. Johnny said he wasn't hungry, of course. He just wants to hear what Chris wants to say. But Chris asked about the corned beef hash. <laughs> Sounds like something he would order. Man, he's an old man, isn't he? <laughs> he is. He also ordered a cup of Sanka. He said, red, red hot, just like you. And she rolled her eyes. <laughs> you know, I, I had to look up what Sanka was. It's apparently a decaf coffee. It totally was. It was popular during World War II. Like inst- instant decaf coffee. Yeah. You didn't have to look it up. That was from around your time, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just playing. Yeah. How cool. I want to try some Sanka now. I don't think so. Not for red, me. red hot. Because he was in the military, so Cree starts to say that she, that that girl reminded him of a of someone who he knew in Panama when he was down in, with the Delta Boys catching Noriega. <laughs> so funny. yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, right, Cree. Okay, mm-hmm. Johnny cut him off saying, "What the hell do you want?" <laughs> Classic Johnny. Crease mm-hmm. began to tell Johnny about brumation, though. I love this speech. Did you like that speech? Yeah. Yeah, what did he say about brumation? Did you catch well, it? He he uh, mentions uh, uh, a snake uh, burrowing into a, like a hole, hiding there and sleeping. Johnny uh, says, "Well, isn't that hibernation?" And Cree says, "No, it's called brumation because it's, it's hibernation's for warm-blooded animals. Brumation is for cold-blooded snake sleeps and hides and wait, waits to emer- waits at the right time to emerge, and that's what uh, he's doing now." What a cool speech, man. Oh, man, that was so perfect. Great writing there, you guys. It's not hibernation. It's brumation. Wait, wait. He said, I think he said, take that back. I think he said the snake does not sleep. No, it waits. Yeah, it just just waits there the whole time. Yeah. It just waits. He's been waiting. He's been in brumation. And he said to John, he said, it's time for him to emerge now. I love that speech, you guys. That's perfect coming from Crease. He went on to tell Johnny that what he had been up to since Cobra Kai shut down. So we get the backstory of what Kreese has been up to since Karate Kid 3, really. He said that he was running off the books military operations and training Navy SEALs, running strikes in Desert Storm. Do you, do you, believe, do you believe all that stuff? No, not for a second. <laughs> yeah, he was in the military... We'll see what happens, though. Yeah, he might have been in Vietnam or something. I don't know. I don't know if I trust what he says about this other stuff. It's hard to trust him at the moment. He says that uh, now, and now, though, society has gotten weak, and kids today are coddled, and that's why they're there. The world needs Cobra Kai. Johnny kind of agrees, saying that's a nice speech, but you need to stay away, stay the hell away from him and his students. He also said to Kreese that you're only here trying to find a weakness. And he said, you're not my sensei anymore. There's only one sensei in Cobra Kai, and that is me. Go, Johnny. Go, dude, that is what's in my notes. It says, so cool. Go, Johnny. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He ends it by saying, the world may need Cobra Kai, 
but we don't need you. And Boom. what do you what do you think about that scene, Cole? Man, I love that Johnny uh, stood up for his students. He doesn't want them to be poisoned by the uh, teachings of Crease because Johnny experienced that firsthand. He doesn't want his students to go through the same thing, even though he may be already went a little too far, but he realizes that now. But he 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 wants to protect his students from John from John Crease, and I, I I appreciate that about Johnny. Yes, I love the way he stood up to him. And yeah, there is an evolution going on in Cobra Kai. That is the second part of Mercy. But before that, we are at the next scene, which is we're back at the Miyagi-Do dojo. And they are still fixing it up. Daniel was inside. He's replacing the shelves. And at that moment, Robbie showed up. And did you see the shirt that Robbie was wearing? Did you notice it? Uh, no. So it was like a, a, it's like a t-shirt that has like colored sleeves that go down like three quarters of the way. It's kind of like a little baseball shirt looking. Yeah. And it was like white with orange. But Daniel wore a shirt in Karate Kid 1. It was the same thing, but it was blue sleeves. Yeah, yeah, I remember Daniel's shirt. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't. I guess I didn't realize that though with with Robbie. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, real, real cool. Because this is so. This is a special scene. So they use that, those clothes in a, the perfect time for it because Robbie's going to learn a little bit more about Miyagi Do right now. Robbie spotted that toy drum in a box and he took it out and he started to spin it a little bit. <laughs> Dan- <laughs> Daniel said, careful, that drum saved my life. <laughs> Made me laugh. <laughs> what, yeah. Well, what did he mean by that, Cole? He means the technique he learned from, from, you know, the drum. This is what saved his life. But uh, the, the comment just, you know, it seemed to, to, you know, to Robbie it must seem so out of place. So that's why it made me laugh. Careful, that <laughs> drum saved my life. I know. It's like, how did that happen? <laughs> but yes, it is not the drum itself, but the technique. And that's a good distinction there, Cole. Well done. Robbie apologized for holding the drum and everything. But Daniel said, don't worry. It's just a toy. But then again... Not everything in Miyagi-Do is always as it seems. Because yes, the drum represents the technique. Robbie thought about that as he walked over. And we got another box. And I said it's a special scene, you guys. It has Mr. Miyagi's Medal of Honor in it. And we got some of that Miyagi pan flute music from the original soundtrack. It really made my hair stand up every time. It's so cool. Really doing honor to the original. And yeah, did you like how they did the Medal of Honor scene? I did. Robbie asked about it. He said, what is that? And Daniel told him it's Mr. Miyagi's Medal of Honor. And that's the highest honor awarded by the U.S. military. So that's a big deal. Robbie said, whoa, I didn't know Mr. Miyagi was a war hero. 
but he was pretty amazing guy. Yeah. Robbie then pointed it to the wall. He's he's learning more about Miyagi-Do. And he said, what are these? It's the banners on the wall. And I just love this scene so much, dude. I got to take a step back real quick and say we have Robbie being interested in, and, and he's like walking around and asking about all the relics of Miyagi-Do. And Daniel's like explaining it to him. It's just it's just cool to see him like interested in it because he needed some guidance and he's really eating it up and learning about it. And it's also cool because it's teaching people who may not be familiar with the movies. I do like that. Robbie was asking about the two banners that were hanging up. And they were the two rules of Miyagi Do. And do you remember what those rules are, Cole? Uh, first rule is that karate is for defense only. And the second rule is if it's your first night, you have to fight, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, first rule is, yeah, the second rule is that uh, we don't talk about using karate. <laughs> we, we don't talk about Miyagi-Do. <laughs> we don't talk about Miyagi-Do. That's right. So what is the second rule, my man? The second rule is always remember the first rule. That is right. It's all about the first rule. And if you notice, the first rule is on the right. And the second rule banner is on the left. And that's because in Japan, they read from right to left. Yes. Everybody knows that. Robbie said, though, he said, I, I guess Mr. Miyagi would make an exception for Cobra Kai, though. I mean, when my dad finds out what we're up to, he's not going to know what hit him. And he walked off. So I have, two, I have two questions for you there, Cole. The first one is, do you think Mr. Miyagi would make an exception to the rules for Cobra Kai? No. I agree with you there. One for one. Second one is, does Robbie still have some work to do when it comes to how he feels about the relationship with his dad? Yes. That is right. Two for two. <laughs> Y'all can see it. He still has some ways to go. And Daniel was looking a little concerned because he can tell. So like, yeah, he yeah he already he already failed rule one man he already did. like not two two seconds after learning what rule one was he already he already failed at it. That's right. He he has his anger still to work out with his father. That's correct. And what did you think about that whole scene, Cole? Once again, man, it's just great to see Daniel as the as the as the as the master now training a new apprentice. It's uh, I love seeing a. Daniel in the role of Mr. Miyagi now. I loved it too. I was eating it up. I was in nostalgia heaven. It was perfect once again. So the next scene, we are at the mini mart, you guys. And Miguel and Hawk were pulling up to the Cobra Kai dojo on scooters. And I thought that was cool because it's kind of like when Johnny was a kid and he saw those guys pulling up on their motorcycles. Yeah. And then it's also kind of like how him and his friends had dirt bikes. But the kids of today ride on scooters. <laughs> so, so maybe Crease is on to something. That's what I'm thinking. Scooters are not as cool as dirt bikes. Sorry, guys. We're not. <laughs> Definitely not. The scooter culture. I've never actually re no, ridden they, a scooter. They are pretty fun, though. I'm not going to lie, man. Riding the scooters is pretty fun. All right, 2023. I haven't tried it yet. I need to do it. Scooter challenge. So, yep, it's Miguel and Hawk, and they're walking up, and they spotted a whole load of new students. 
And why are they there, Cole? Why why do we got some new people? They were all at the tournament and they thought it was badass and they want to be uh, become members. That's right. Cobra Kai won won the All Valley. These are the rewards. They want more stu- they got more students. And some of them recognize Miguel as being the champ. They start to open the door for him. And these are some new characters, you guys. And this is the this is Chris and Mitch. And I, I want you guys to learn their names and, and hear it now because Chris you will and Mitch. because you will not hear those names for again for a while. Just to let you guys know. You will not be hearing those names again. So did like did you notice that they were wearing wrestling shirts? Yes, I did. That was so cool. I got the WrestleMania one, but what was the other one? I think it was Macho Man. Okay, okay. Macho Man WrestleMania. Pretty cool. On the way in, Hawk like hazes those guys. He hazes Chris and Mitch a little bit. And he's acting like he's going to hit them, right? And he makes them flinch. Yeah. Yep. So, so Hawk's still being a bully. But you know that's how it happens. Aisha's in there, too. And her and Miguel and Hawk, they noticed the damage that was caused by the fight between Johnny and Kreese, like the broken mirror and like the fire at the beginning. <laughs> they thought it was a rager that Johnny threw it through the dojo for winning the All Valley. I thought that was funny. And as the students were chattering together and asking what's going on, Johnny came out and he gave him a big quiet. As he does. Yes. And Johnny began by saying that the dojo is closed to new students today, and he kicked them out. He said, come back tomorrow, though. Bring your checkbooks. So they leave, and he told the remaining Cobra Kai students to fall in. This is, this is some big stuff here, you guys. So they fall in, and they start to ask him about the rager. He's like, yeah, it was pretty good, right? You celebrated? And Johnny said, celebrate what? That my students are a bunch of pussies. <laughs> classic johnny <laughs> classic johnny and why did he say that cole because of the way that miguel and hawk were fighting during the tournament and he calls him out on it he does call him out on on it and do you remember what he said to them he calls miguel and hawk up to the front and he asked him yes i think he asked hawk first did you did you hit your opponent while his back was turned to you Hawk says, yes, Sensei. And he asked Miguel, did you hit your opponent who was already uh, injured? Yes, Sensei. Do you think that makes you a badass? They didn't. They hesitated. They didn't know what to say to him. He's like, no, it doesn't make you a badass. It makes you a pussy. Attacking someone who was weaker than you makes you a pussy. Attacking someone when your back is turned to you makes you a pussy. So we don't, we don't, yeah, we don't do that in this dojo anymore. But he he taught them to win at all costs. Is that correct? That is what Miguel uh, said back to him, yeah. Yeah, so how do you feel about all that? I think they were kind of going off Johnny's initial teachings. And Johnny sees that, um, you know, no. And he's right. You know, that's, that's, that's not an honorable way to fight. It's dirty. That's uh, cheating. He said, and he says, you know, he tells him he doesn't want them to be a part of the dojo any longer. And that's why he got up the white belts. And everyone's starting over again. That's a crucial moment, I believe. That's a crucial moment. He is taking the reins of Cobra Kai, restarting the kids, giving them white belts, and he's going to change the philosophy of Cobra Kai because he's in charge now. 
and he's evolved as a person and he's going to make the dojo evolve as well so that is correct cole big stuff here he told him the allegory of the cobras in the jungle one kills a lion the other kills a crippled monkey and he asks aisha which one she wants to that's be that's right yeah yeah and she wants to be the one that kills the lion it's the stronger animal now I gotta say, you know, he's yelling at Hawk, he's yelling at Miguel, but he really should be yelling at himself for teaching him that. In my opinion, it's it's a thing. But also, maybe he has to do this in front of everybody to like get them to change. Yeah, he's trying to set an example. But yeah, you're right. He he is the reason why they did that. But it's a big thing. It may just be the way for them to start over. So. Johnny went on to say that Cobra Kai is about being badass. He said there's going to be no more cheating, no more fighting dirty. And he said that from here on out, those are pussy moves. And you don't want to be pussies, do you? <laughs> that's just so funny. Badass no, pussies. No sensei. Yeah, that's his thing. So he does tell Miguel and Hawk to get down and do 50 push-ups on their knuckles. And he gets Aisha to warm up the other students. So they're, they're getting punished a little bit. After practice, Johnny was in the dojo office, and he was like, did you see on the newspaper, it had them on the front page holding the trophy. Yeah. So I, th I thought that was pretty cool. So Miguel walked in, and he did begin to confront Johnny about being punished and everything. Miguel said, well, uh, what about no mercy? Yeah, you taught us when at all costs. This is, this is a big thing here. Johnny said, yeah, but I'm still learning a bit too. So, so that, like, that's a huge admission from Johnny. It is. And, and like some great character development. I love that. I love that. So pretty cool conversation. Miguel went on to say that, uh, that Johnny only brought it up regarding Robbie Keane. He's like, why'd you... Why is it such a big deal when we fight Robbie? And they still don't know it's his son. They still don't know. Johnny evaded the question, though, by saying that he wasn't taught the difference between honor and mercy. And that if he's extra hard on Miguel, it's because he has the potential to be twice as good as him. But he didn't really answer the question. He didn't, yeah. He didn't. I was about to say that was a good deflection. But he didn't answer the question. He told Miguel to stop being a little bitch and get back out there. <laughs> Miguel laughed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he smiled and bowed. So they're good again. Even though they, he got punished a little bit for everybody, they're good again. After practice, though, you guys, Aisha was leaving, and she spotted Sam in the Mercedes. Pretty nice car. Her, her dad owns a dealership. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she wants to hang out with Aisha, right? Because she asked him, like, she asked her to go camping and go to the beach. She, like, all of her friends are in Cobra Kai now. Yeah. Like, st starting to, it's getting hard for her to hang out with her friends. And she didn't hang out with the mean girl anymore. So, just, just with Kyler and his ilk. No. So, she's looking for some friends. It's becoming a thing. Aisha said she would hang out, but that Johnny's making them go to Bert's house to watch over the top. Bert. Good old Bert. But why is he trying to make them watch over the top? 
uh, I guess it's just a classic Johnny movie. You know, it's it's an old ladies movie with Sylvester Stallone in it, and it's you know about it's about a, a, a father and a son uh, who have some problems also. So Johnny could probably relate to it a bit. And I think it was it's about an arm wrestling tournament. <laughs> so I don't. Know, I, I assume it's just one. Of, I just assume like it's one of Johnny's favorite movies or something. And he wants the kids to watch it. Yeah, but great eighties sports movie. Very macho, classic Johnny. So Miguel walked out of the of the dojo though, and Aisha said that y'all need to talk. Sam and Miguel need to talk. It would be good for them. But Sam looks super sad, and you know, she said she's gonna have to take a rain check. And I was gonna say that she's down about it, and it sucks because Miguel is down about it too, and they should talk. Some teen drama here. And what did you think about that scene, Cole? The dojo scene. It's uh, like you said, man. It's a big step for for Johnny to admit that maybe he uh, needs to change some things. I think it's also really uh, uh, big of Johnny to want to teach the kids to fight honorably instead of dirty. It's great. Seems like I think uh, Sam probably feels like she doesn't have any friends hardly anymore. That's why she's trying to reconnect with Aisha. And yeah, she's not quite ready to talk to Miguel. <laughs> Cracking me up that he want that he wants them to go. <laughs> she, their, their homework is to go see Over the Top, which is a terrible movie. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, hey, it's it's probably one of you know Johnny's favorite movies. He's he's still molding these kids, but yeah, that was a big scene. That was the I feel like that's the restart of Cobra Kai in a way. Johnny's taking the reins, and yeah, he pushed them all back to white belts. He wants to wipe the slate clean and incorporate honor. Might be a little too late, I think, though. You know, he already he already has ingrained no mercy into these kids. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. He's trying to bring honor in, and I think that is a good thing. So nicely done, Johnny. That was a big scene. At the next scene, though, you guys, we're at looks like a Home Depot or a hardware store. And uh, Johnny's in there with a cool Metallica shirt. He's buying some stuff to, that he needs to fix the dojo. And I was going to say that it's kind of interesting that both dojos are kind of being rebuilt, like actually the buildings themselves. Johnny's fixing up the Cobra Kai dojo, and Daniel is fixing up the Miyagi-Do dojo. I think it's pretty cool. The balance is there, man. Yes, the they're building it to set up the war. Johnny went over to ask for some help from a worker. And this is, this is one of my favorite characters, y'all. It's Raymond. <laughs> yeah, so you don't know his name yet, but Raymond is awesome. Well, he's, it shows on his name tag, actually. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, it is. So it's Raymond. And he flipped out over Johnny's shirt saying the 80s were the best era ever. Best era ever <laughs> saying that he was only five years old when it happened though yeah that's just like me uh-huh. i was about to say he went on to make a bunch of 80s references and i can't relate to this character at all <laughs> right <laughs> like yeah that that's okay yep that's it's us yeah. it's 80s totally is the greatest i'm like just i'm just like that i think the 80s it was the greatest decade ever hell mm-hmm. i was only about five six years old whenever i was when i was in the 80s that's right. Raymond is the representation of like our era of people. Yes, like late thirties. Uh, uh, the millennials. Wah, wah. Uh-huh. Wah, wah. Yeah. So Raymond is us. 
Totally. And he asked about the go from Caddyshack, <laughs> if it's real or not. But Johnny cut him off saying, I was partying with babes back then. <laughs> so funny. He t- and he told him to look, go look for the glass. And he I was even like, does the, the Caddyshack go for <laughs> So he, But he was kind of being mean. And I was like, be nice to Raymond. Like, be nicer to him. He's kind of annoying, but I get it. No, I love Raymond. So. At that moment, Johnny noticed that Daniel and Robbie were in the store, too. Oof. Awkward, y'all. Awkward. Daniel was teaching Robbie about hardware stuff, and they were getting along great. Like, Daniel was totally being the father figure there, teaching him how hardware works, teaching him these lessons. He had some, like, anchor screws there, I think. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that Robbie is smiling a lot more than he was at the, you know, the beginning of the first season. I mean, do you remember how angry he was? Yeah. And, you know, being all confrontational and defensive and stuff. He was going through a tough time. He was. But now that he's under Daniel's wing, you can just see a whole new side of him. It it really started at the lake, in my opinion. And now Robbie's got a lot of character development, too. At that moment, though, Raymond came back. And Daniel noticed that Johnny was there. Ooh, now, now they both know that each other are there. But Raymond recognized Daniel too. And uh, he's, like, he's like, oh, LaRusso, chopping prices. <laughs> he said he loves karate. And he asked Daniel if Robbie was his son. He's like, y'all look similar. Is that your son? <laughs> While Johnny's standing right there next to him. Totally, right? Yeah, and I said, this is an awkward moment indeed. So awkward. Daniel did the right thing, though, by leaving to go pay. And that would let Robbie and Johnny have a little private, you know, private time. So that was, that was a good move by Daniel to leave and kind of give them some space. Yeah. And this is a really important conversation. So I did kind of break it down just a little bit. Johnny went over. He asked Robbie how his shoulder was doing. And, and I was going to say... Like, that's an okay start. That's okay start from Johnny here. So, and then Robbie answered, it's getting better, no thanks to you. And that's an angry answer, but it is true enough. Johnny said, I know you're pissed at me, and you have a right to be, but I'm trying to change. And I was going to say that, like, like, does he want Robbie to be glad or proud that Johnny is trying like I'm, I'm not really sure what he's going for here. Like, what is he going for? I think you know this time for once he is actually being sincere that he is trying to change. But I think you know he's probably said similar things so many times to Robbie that Robbie's just not having it. You know, that's an okay thing to say, and I do agree with you. But there is something else that he could have said, in my opinion. In my opinion, he needed to come over and say he was sorry again. I know he said it in the last episode, but he needs to say it again. He does. He needs to say that he was wrong about that. He didn't say that either. He said, I'm just trying to change. And he, and he did not say, I love you, son. No, he didn't. In all of their interactions, Cole, can you ever remember a time where Johnny told Robbie that he loved him? No. And you're still Team Johnny? 
You know, he's you know, he's got flaws. He's got some flaws, but I still like Johnny. He needs to say it. And I got to be honest. I need to hear Johnny tell Robbie that he loves him one time before the show is over, at least once. So you you hear me, writers? I know you're listening. I know you're listening at least once. <laughs> but maybe they're saving the best for last. Maybe they're you know, saving I guess the Johnny Johnny probably was never told that he was loved by Ooh, you know, good his, point. His, his dad or his stepdad either, you know. That's a good point. That's a good point. That is a good point. So he's kind of just reflecting or by crease. Own... Yeah, exactly. I see what you're saying. He needs to say it though, and maybe they're saving it for the end. Come on, season six. So Robbie said, Yeah, sure. And Johnny said, Well, he doesn't want any bad blood to be between them. And Robbie answered, Well, you kind of ruined that when you told Diaz to fight dirty against me. This is important, though, because Johnny shot back saying, I didn't tell Diaz to fight dirty against you. But is that true? Told him to show no mercy. It's kind of true and it's kind of not, in my opinion. He didn't say fight dirty specifically, but yeah, the no mercy rule will allow you to fight dirty. It's under that umbrella. Win at all costs. Robbie said that he knows that he's supposed to forgive Johnny or whatever, but it's too hard to do right now. And and that's a big that's a big thing from from Robbie. You know, he he's got it there. He he even told him, Johnny that it was okay last time, if you remember. I do want to point out though, if you if you ever are in a real world scenario where you do need to fight to protect yourself, then showing no mercy is probably okay then. You know, but don't do that in a tournament. Oh yes, we're gonna see some mercy. We're gonna see all that stuff, and that is a good point, Cole. When you're fighting for your life, it's all on the table. So Johnny responded that you oh you're gonna torture me by training with that little prick. He's talking about Larusso. Yeah. But Robbie said, "Hey, you don't know Mr. Larusso. He's a better man than you will ever be." And Ooh. He walked off. Ooh. I know. It's a huge moment, but Johnny has no one to blame but himself, in my opinion. What do you think about that? I think you're right, but man, that's you know that you know that hurt Johnny, man. You know that probably hurt. Totally, totally. Cut deep. So Robbie caught up with Daniel in the parking lot, and Daniel was asking how it went. Robbie responded, It's the same way it always goes. He cares more about the rivalry than he does with me. The rivalry with you that he does with me. And that is true, right? Yeah, I guess it is. God. That's a, such a big thing for Johnny. He needs to get over it. And so what do you think about that whole scene, Cole? The Home Depot scene with, with Raymond. <laughs> Raymond's funny. Yeah, I can relate to Raymond. Same deal. I think the 80s probably was the greatest decade ever, but that was only about five years old, maybe six years old in the 80s. Yeah, I enjoyed him. Uh, also, man, that was rough. The conversation with, with Johnny and and Robbie, but you, like you said, you know, Johnny kind of had that coming. But God, that's harsh, man. He's telling him Daniel's a better man than you will ever be. You know that hurt him because 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 of how obsessive he is over this rivalry. So you know that had to hurt him. 
Yeah, their relationship, it is kind of at rock bottom right now, unfortunately. Johnny's trying, though. Johnny's trying. He actually is legitimately trying. You can see it, but it's just too little too late. <laughs> That's some of my favorite parts of the show. Uh, Robbie and Johnny's relationship, it's at rock bottom right now, unfortunately, and there will be some character development. So the next scene, y'all, we are at the LaRusso household. I'm getting better at saying that. The LaRusso household. Sam was training by herself with the dojo music happening. She's in the house dojo. And Daniel arrived. He, he walked in and he's like, and so Sam was said she was working some stuff out. And she was a little bit upset still. And like, what do you think she was working out? Oh, she's still trying to get over the uh, the breakup. Totally, totally. And Daniel noticed that he's and he's. This is a this is a good moment too because I do love Robbie and Johnny's relationship, but Daniel and Sam's relationship is also a big part of the show. Really big part of the show, you guys, and I like it a lot. Daniel takes the time to say that he's been he's been so busy building the dojo that he hasn't really had the chance to talk to her about the Miguel situation. Teen drama. So he sat down next to her and began to tell her about his first girlfriend. This is so cool. He said that he was in love and that her name was Judy. I remember him mentioning Judy in the first movie. That's correct, Cole. Well done. You can hear Daniel telling her bye at the beginning of Karate Kid 1. He's like, bye, Judy. And, uh, his, <laughs> his mom mentions her also when he's talking about, about Allie. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So cool. So nice one, Riders. She's got blonde hair. Lucia, let's go. Here they come. Is, no. she, uh, is she as pretty as Judy? Oh, my. She buries Judy in a second. She buries Judy? Oh, God. Listen, you'll tell me about it later. Nice one. They got all the little details there. So he's sitting next to her and he tells her about Judy, tells her about Allie, says that you know they were in love and everything. He thought they were the one. And when you are young and you think there's only one person in the world, I mean, we've all been there. We've all been there. And he says, though, but you move on and you find someone else. He said that everybody goes through this. And it's true that heartbreak is hard to get over. It really is. It is, man. It is. But this is a good move from Daniel, in my those opinion. Old, those old dop- dopamine withdrawals are rough, man. <laughs> That's right. Hey, we've all been there. And this is some real-life stuff. I love how uh, Cobra Kai goes through some real-life stuff here. Because it's all about that teen drama and emotions and learning some good lessons. So... This is a good move from Daniel, and he's being a good dad. Unlike Johnny. <laughs> Unlike Johnny. <laughs> right. She said, yeah, but not everyone has an insane karate cult brainwashing half the school, <laughs> which is true. Like, Cobra Kai is taking over. A karate cult. A karate cult. But Daniel said, yeah, that's, you're right. and That's why he's reopening Miyagi-Do. That's exactly the reason. So they can fight back against Cobra Kai and take them down. Do you remember what Sam said? She didn't want to fight them. That's her friends. Totally true. 
she doesn't want to go up against them. Yeah, it's a tough one. She said, she said, thanks for trying to help though, dad. And she walked off. So man, it's a tough one. What do you think about that scene, Cole? I like it. I mean, it shows how good uh, of a father Daniel is and that him and Sam uh, do have a pretty close relationship and it's a good relationship. Uh, and he does give her good advice. And I like the fact that he mentions Judy and Allie. I remember his mom asking, uh, asking him about uh, Allie when he, uh, when he first uh, met her and he's like, uh, you know, how she, you know, how she compared to Judy. And he's like, Oh, she knocks Judy out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. Right. Yeah. yeah. I love how they brought that back. Well done writers. And yeah, it does show that Daniel's a good dad talking to her about that. But heartbreaks, heartbreaks tough, you know, young hearts beat fast. How many, how many girls do you think are named Judy these days? Uh, Judy's, go ahead and go ahead and e- email how many, in. How many, how many Judy's we got out there? <laughs> Raise your hands. <laughs> that is a great scene. But the next scene, we are at the Cobra Kai Dojo. And Johnny is replacing the broken mirror. Well, but while he's doing so, he's remembering when he was a kid in Cobra Kai. And I love the, like the transition. It like it was him like looking in the mirror and then like the young him was behind yes. him. It was such a good transition. Do you remember what he was saying? Do you remember what Crease and him were talking about? Yeah, Crease was giving him a, a blue belt and uh Johnny was young Johnny was crying. And uh Crease is uh, what's, it's like we know what's wrong. Are you, are you do 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 the words I speak uh, upset you? And he's like, he's, Johnny's mentions like, no, it's you no know, my stepdad. And Chris stops him. He's like, no, the moment you know, the moment those tears leave your eyes, you lose. I don't teach losers. He, they started chanting, you know, "I'm a winner." Johnny says, "God says I'm a winner. I'm a winner." So Chris is kind of just teaching him to uh, avoid his emotions, and just bottle them up, push them aside. You can totally see it. That's that's the soldier's mentality. Totally the military teachings, and it affected Johnny at a young age. You know, I think it's that mentality. I think it's just kind of, uh, just kind of how it is for you know that generation. Also, you know, boomer generation is kind of like that. So were the great. So was the one before them, the greatest generation, and so on and so forth. Back then, people were about stoicism, you know. So it's, I guess I kind of come from that a bit as well, you know. That's kind of how my my father and grandfather were so I, I guess i get that a little bit but it's definitely not a good way to be it is not a good way to be and do you think you're a loser when tears leave your eyes is, does that make you a loser no i i agree real men cry you guys real men cry and when was the last time you cried Tough Cole? men also cry when's the last time you cried i remember but it probably wasn't too long ago. Oh, man, yeah. I, I cried the other night watching uh, Bo is Afraid with Joaquin Phoenix just the other night. So, Real men cry, you guys. So that's a bad move by Kreese here, in my opinion. He needs to listen to young Johnny, right? He, he, like, he needs to hear what's going on with the stepdad, in my opinion, instead of just shutting it down. But he did get Johnny to start yelling, I'm a winner. And you could kind of see that that was like the creation of Johnny a little bit. And yeah, do you have anything else to say about that scene? It was kind of a quick one. No, uh, just, uh, I think Johnny's just reflecting on 
hell, that's probably not a good way to to to, to be taught. I agree with you again, Cole. Once again, you summed it up nicely. At the next scene, though, you guys, it was another special scene. We are at the Miyagi-Do Dojo, and I love this. Robbie was putting the last nail in. He was put up the sign, and he did that little one, that cool one-hit nail trick to put it in, like to finish it. I can't believe one. I can't believe one nail held that sign up. I know, as as such a cool sign. It looks like a heavy sign. I want that sign so bad. I want it so bad. It's got the bonsai trees on it. And with him hitting the nail in like that, we can officially say that the Miyagi-Do Dojo is 100% up and running. So cool. So Robbie walked up. He was walking back in. And you can see the silhouette of Daniel doing the like the meditation inside. Yeah, in, in, in through in through nose, out through mouth. Right. Yeah. We had that dojo music playing and it, it it always makes my hair stand up. It was so cool. So perfect. And it was just like when Daniel saw Miyagi doing it too. Call back. Yep. Was. Robbie opened the door. And we heard, uh, it's like the new Miyagi-Do 2.0 theme song. It had a little, had a little theme there. And that's a cool new theme. You're going to hear it a lot more in the upcoming episodes. The music is is a 10 out of 10. We don't talk about the music enough. Oh, it definitely is. Robbie leaned up against the door, and he's kind of watching Daniel curiously. Robbie asked what kind of kata that was, but Daniel answered him saying it's not kata, but it's a form of meditation that Mr. Miyagi taught him. For whenever he lost focus. In through nose, out through mouth. In through nose, out through mouth. But if you notice that meditation thing that he did was the in the same, hand, mo- hand moment movements in, yeah in, in the hand motions that's the same that's the same things that he did before he broke the ice in the ice yeah, challenge in the second movie in the second movie that's exactly right R6. another callback there so daniel opened the doors to the back and he said that ever since they lost the tournament all he's been thinking about are ways to destroy the Cobra Kai. But that's, that, that's the wrong way to go about it. He said that they are not enemies. Robbie's dad, his students, they are just like them. But they were just taught the wrong way. Miyagi-Do was not going to fight them, but we're going to show them a better way. For them and everyone in the valley. And I was going to say, what happened, what happened to make Daniel change his way of thinking there? It was his talk with Sam. And, you know, classic Daniel, you know, he's, he's gung-ho and gets hot-headed. He wants to, you know, fight back. But then he always steps back and does kind of reevaluate things. And after his talk with Sam, I think that's what he did. He's meditating on that. Decides, okay, they're not really the enemy. 
but uh, they're just being led astray. I got to straighten that out. It was so cool when he was doing the meditation. It was kind of like a way to officially start the the Miyagi-Do to like a little ceremony. And yes, it was his conversation with Sam that made him see that they're not there to fight them. They're there to just show them a better way. And speaking of Sam, at that moment, she showed up saying you got room for one more. And, you know, that's, I wanted her to start training with Daniel. So this show, it always gives me what I want, you know. <laughs> uh, I wanted to see Daniel training Sam in the ways of Miyagi-Do because Miyagi-Do, right, if you remember, has been passed from father to son. Yeah, that is correct. So now we're going to be taught from father to daughter now. But I was going to say, what made her change her mind? Mm, I don't know. Maybe, maybe her and Daniel talked a little bit more about it. That's exactly what I thought yeah. too. They talked off screen about it. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Mm-hmm. So she shows up. She's all smiles, and she says the place looks great, and that everything's done. So is she off the hook from the chores. <laughs> He's like, no, we'll find something for you to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they come. She comes in. They hug. Man, green pluses all around. That's a great moment. That's a great moment. And she stood next to Robbie and like they're students now. And Daniel said, I'm not even open 24 hours. I already doubled my roster. (laughs) So she's a student now too. And Robbie likes Sam, if you remember. Yeah, he does. He does. And she's single now. And they're going to be spending a lot of time together. So potential, potential. Dave, they both you know, smiled and looked pretty happy about that. That's right. Potentials, potentials. Man, and I love that scene so much. What, what did you think about that scene, Cole? Miyagi-Do's back. Miyagi-Do's back. Yeah, it was great to see Daniel doing the old meditation technique, which uh, he did learn that in the second movie, didn't he? Same way as well. I think he was just kind of in the, in the uh, finishing up some, some more chores that Mr. Miyagi's making him do in the backyard and looked into the, the room and saw Miyagi, Mr. Miyagi doing the same movements and breathing. It was good to see that callback. So cool. I loved it too. I loved it too. I'm so glad that Sam is there now as well. The Miyagi-Do Dojo is up and running again with the one hit nail trick and the meditation ceremony to really get it going. Sam is there too, father to daughter. I'm all about it. It's going to be a great season. It's going to be a great season. But the last scene, y'all, of this one, we are back at the Cobra Kai Dojo once again. Johnny was finishing fixing up the dojo. So Cobra Kai Dojo is almost back and running again, 100%. And it, I just I just noticed that yeah both dojos are being fixed up at the same time. It's yep. pretty cool writing. I, I kind of mentioned that earlier, but in my notes again, and... maybe representing that both the senseis are growing as well and being fixed. Aha! Nice one. Didn't think about that. But at that moment, the door chime rang. Of course, and it was Crease. He's there again. Ugh. Man. But he's just there. He says, "Hey." 
I just want to say one thing and then I'll leave. This is important. A little greasy crease. <laughs> <laughs> greasy crease. Now I like that. Greasy. So Johnny said, what do you have to say? And crease said, I'm sorry. And dude, I did not expect him to say that. I did not expect his angle that he came in with right now. Mm. Did you expect him to say that? No. But I, th- I think I know what he's, you know, I think I can kind of see what he's doing. Oh, he's got an angle. Crease has always got an angle. So Crease said he realized that he was too hard on Johnny back then. Johnny was too young, but Johnny was his best student. You know, and for for a second, you almost you almost believe you know maybe maybe Chris is turning around too. Nah, he's greasy. Chris is greasy, dude. <laughs> but you can see <laughs> that it's some really great acting from Martin Cove here. It he's is. showing a different side. You know, I've all, I've always seen him as this crazy villain, and he's the first thing he does is come in and say, "I'm sorry." And he's apologizing. I did not expect this. So it was so crazy. He says he couldn't stand seeing Johnny lose back then. And yeah, I think if there is going to be a spinoff, I think it's going to be young Crease training young Johnny. I really think that's like the most likely spinoff. So this is this is why it's so important. Crease went on his <laughs> greasy Crease went on to say that he knows that he can be a tough son of a bitch. But if you have seen what he had seen, and then he like looked away and he had that like thousand yard stare of yeah. a soldier. Mm. And he said that, well, that doesn't change what I did. But I right there, I think that Priest was kind he was kind of alluding to some like war PTSD. Yeah, definitely. And and we're gonna talk about that subject, you guys, in another episode for sure. But if you think about it, we have the possibility that the Cobra Kai students in Karate Kid 1 were being taught by like a war-torn Vietnam veteran that was afflicted with some kind of combat-related PTSD. And it, you know, if that's true, that makes the way that Cobra Kai students and senseis were acting back then, including Terry Silver, it kind of makes them more believable. What is what I'm trying to say. It kind gotcha. of goes back gotcha. and like makes it a little bit more believable that what they were doing and stuff. Still over the top, of course, but makes it a little more believable. I like that. So Crease went on to say that he regretted that night that he attacked Johnny. You know, that's such a big thing. And then he broke his trophy back then. He's apologizing for that. But he says that when when Johnny brought back Cobra Kai, he thought that could be his shot at redemption. And yes, we got some fantastic acting by Martin Cove again. I love it. He finished by saying he understands if Johnny never wants to see him again. But just remember that he was the guy that always rooted for him. And then he, gets, he goes in his bag and he retrieves Johnny's trophy from the 1984 All-Valley that he broke. And he said... I fixed it for you. Oh my gosh, dude. Wow. What do you think about that? Yes, yeah, it's, it's uh, 
crazy that he still had the trophy all those years. Is it the same trophy? So what I'm thinking is that he he picked it up after the fight. Like Johnny probably had it in a pile. I bet you. I bet he picked it up from when they had the fight. Is what I'm thinking. I don't think he held on to it for all those years, or maybe he did. I'm not sure. He may have held on to it. We'll have to compare it. We'll have to look at the second movie and compare it. Actually, you know what? I bet you it was him that held on to it, and he did feel bad about it. I mean, if you think about it, you're holding on to this trophy of this kid that you broke. Yeah. I I know. I changed my answer. I think that he held on to it. So he sets the trophy on the ground, and he said that even though it says second place, you know, I always thought that you were the better fighter. And, And, like, that affected Johnny. Because that fight is so central to who he is, yeah. And and I'm wondering if anybody ever told him that before. You know, like you were the one that should have won. That's so it, central maybe, to maybe him. maybe his friends, but you know he didn't hear that from 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 his sensei because mm-hmm. he just came after him and attacked him. Yeah, it does say it right here. Maybe the other Cobra Kai's told him that he should have won. So it really affected Johnny. Crease winked. He said, see you around, kid. And I got it right here. It says, you know, remember, Kreese was a huge father figure for Johnny. Because Johnny only had Sid as the stepdad bully, right? And Kreese was like his father. So he walks out of the dojo. And I was going to say, would that speech have won you over, Cole? Maybe, especially if you're in a position like Johnny where you never had an actual father figure show you any sort of affection. So I think Johnny, you know, uh, you can tell Kreese is doing what he does best. He's exploiting Johnny's weakness. And I think Johnny went for it. Yeah, I got to be honest. I think that would have won me over too. That was a heck of a speech. A heck of a speech. But was it real? That's the question. Was it real? He said it all to just get what he, he to get what he wants, you know. Yeah, you know that little wink and that little smile he did at the end there. So yes, because Crease was walking away, Johnny opened the door and said, "Hold up!" And Crease smiled a devilish smile, and we heard his guitar music, man. So the brumation worked. He found Crazy. Johnny's. He found Crazy Johnny's Crazy. weakness. <laughs> Creasy crease. He found Johnny's weakness. The weakness was the trophy, and Crease looks like he has slithered back in to Cobra Kai. You guys. He's a greasy snake, dude. <laughs> Cut <laughs> to black. End of episode there. And what did you think about that scene, Cole? Well, we see Kreese, uh like I said earlier, doing what he does best, man. He's just, you can tell he's just trying to exploit Johnny's weakness to get back in. And uh, you know, like what you said, I, mean, I guess that maybe uh, he does have some PTSD from Warren. That would explain why he's kind of doing some crazy things. Totally, totally. We're going to get into all that stuff. This episode really 
laid the groundwork for a lot of stuff that's about to happen. And yeah, what did you think about that whole episode, Cole? Oh man, it was great. I like the fact that this is now the season two and there's more callbacks to, to the second movie. So you can see how the, the season kind of correlates to which movie almost, you know, season one was kind of about the first movie and now season two is a little bit, a little bit about the second movie. I like that. It's perfect. Didn't it? They did yeah. that perfectly. We're kind of moving through the movies, just like you said. And yeah, that was a fantastic episode. Did you have any favorite lines or moments from that episode? I liked it. I liked it when Johnny actually uh, told his students that the way they fought dirty is uh, not honorable. You know, I really, I really did like that. I like seeing Johnny uh, change a bit in the way he wants to go with Cobra Kai, and I like to see him stand up for his students as well, saying so he don't want to crease anywhere near them. I really enjoyed seeing that part. And then also uh, seeing Daniel rebuild Miyagi-Do in that old backyard and all the old classic cars, you, you know, just get you in the nostalgia feels. I agree, Cole. Yeah, that was so cool. I do love seeing the evolution of Johnny and the evolution of Cobra Kai. But unfortunately, it looks like Kreese has slid his way back in. And yeah, we have a new segment here you guys it's season two so we got something new for y'all we're gonna do the wrap up wrap up wrap up wrap up wrap up you guys let's wrap it up so yeah there is some changing going on with cobra kai go wrap it up b <laughs> wrap it up b <laughs> miyagi do is up and running as well with two new students sam is there but yes, Kreese has slid his way back in, and there's going to be some confrontations there, you guys. What a fantastic episode that was. And yeah, do you have anything to say to wrap that up, Cole? Man, I think uh, you know we've covered, covered most of it. I like seeing the direction that Johnny's going in. It's going to be interesting to see how Kreese comes into play with all of this. And also to see Sam get back into karate as well and training with Robbie. It's a, I already feel like it's going to be a great season just from episode one. Oh, you know, it. it really laid the groundwork there. You guys, the dojos are building. The lines are being drawn. The rivalry is definitely back on still. And yep, the kids are lining up on either side. It's, it is happening, you guys. And Crease is up in the mix doing his thing, too. So you know it's going to be a good season, man. Creasy. Creasy, Crease. Do you have anything else to say about that episode, my man? I don't think so. I think we nailed it. We went through it in a, in a pretty good way. It, it has been a few weeks since our last episode, but I think we are back up and running, you guys. What about you, Kip? What was, you, know, you didn't say, what was your favorite scene there? You know what sticks out to me was just the Miyagi-Do fix-up. I love the one-hit-nail yeah. thing, all yeah, the callbacks, the, the, the paintbrush flip, you know, up and down, left, right. They did all the Miyagi chores, sanding. I mean, it, it's all there. Everything I could have wanted from, you know, showing the Miyagi-Do stuff, it's perfect. The drum, 
the Medal of Honor. It's just so good. The also the new thing, the balance, uh, the the monument to balance in the pond, is 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 perfect with the bonsai trees. I love that Sam is is back in it too, and we're being we're showing that Miyagi Do can go from father to daughter. I love that as well. It needs to be continued, like in that family way as well. And and I yeah, I guess uh, you know if it was enough urging and pushing maybe eventually to son as well <laughs> maybe so right we will have to see and it was such a good groundwork you know it's going to be a good season and we're going to go all the way to the end of this season and y'all i just wanted to say thank you for listening you guys it is so cool to have y'all on board and like i said we're going to make this a great show for you Yes, thank you. It's already a great show as far as like Cobra Kai is a great show. And this season is so good. Season two is amazing. We're going to go all the way. And y'all, why are we going all the way, Cole? Because Cobra Kai. Come on, say it. Cobra Kai. Say it. Cobra Kai. Never Never dies. You bet your ass. That's true, guys. We'll see you next time. And thanks for being here, guys. Come back next time. Bye. Until next time, no mercy, bitches.